Studios of Teeing It Up, Swampson, Jersey. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for whatever today is, the 12th of November, 2017, week 10 of the National Football League. We welcome in from Daytona Beach, Florida, Mr. Luke Morrow. Have you been to the Speedway yet? I have. Okay, good. I think I asked you that about six times, but it's my responsibility as a citizen of the United States of America to ask you that. I've been a couple times. I haven't been, though, since they've renovated it. It's supposed to be much nicer now. Yes, since Daytona Rising. Yes, exactly. What's the biggest problem facing Daytona Beach, Florida? Uh, that's a good question. Um, one that's above my, my pay grade, but... Uh, you know, because of the weather, a lot of homeless people like to uh, uh, make home here in Daytona Beach. Um, and also, I guess, just all the transients. Uh, there's a lot of snowbirds. So, you know, for half of the year, the town is busy. And then the other half, some businesses may struggle. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess staying consistent throughout the year. There you go. We learn something new every time Luke comes on the show. This is what happens after seven years, Luke. That's right. This is what happens after seven years. All right. Um, <coughs> week 10, Jets, uh, Bucks. Jets headed into the bye week. Uh, hallelujah. I'll take a bye week whenever I can get one. Um, and the Jets have a chance to go 5-5 five and five today against, uh, against Fitz, former quarterback, obviously. And I think they get it done today. You know, this is an offense that's hitting its stride. The defense... Um, can play well when it wants to. It's had all this time off after the Thursday night game. I think they get this done today, and I think Austin Safarian Jenkins has a big game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they should win. I mean, you're going up against the backup quarterback, and we all know what Fitz is capable of, uh, both good and bad. Um, no Mike Evans for Tampa. And the Buccaneers team is just, I mean, they're a mess, um, specifically on the defensive side of things. They've had a lot of injuries this year, but they're just not very good. Uh, reports of you know freelancing and not listening to the coaching down there. And it's interesting. You look at the two teams that uh, you know, in the Bucks and the Giants. Those are two teams that got well for the Bucks. They got rid of their head coach for the Giants, Tom Coughlin. I mean, they got rid of him, but it was kind of the decision to be made. But they wanted to make sure that they kept their offensive coordinators so that other teams wouldn't get them. And now look at where the Bucks and the Giants are with those offensive coordinators running the teams. Both will probably be out of jobs by the end of the year. And so much like the Giants, the Bucks are just a mess. And uh, how about your Jets? I predicted it preseason. I was more a lot more optimistic than you, but even I maxed them out at about five wins, and, and here we are. They should be 5-5 five and five by the end of the day and in the thick of things uh, in the uh, wild card race there. Curse and Curley, those two guys made a big deal, but, but, but that's something actually to keep in mind today, Luke. Curley's out for four games for a PED suspension. This team's not the same. Um, when you lose a wideout like that. So keep an eye on, on, on that issue. But it was trading for the two competent receivers. And when they went to McCown and when they went away from Hack and Petty, remember, Bryce Petty's been the backup this whole year. Hack hasn't even been active. Think about that for a second. Dominant quarterback in preseason, totally inactive when the season started. Um, so in the end... Uh, you've got a quality team playing quality minutes, and they've got an outside shot here at the wild card, I think. I, I, I think they'll come up short just because of lack of talent and depth, and, and the real Josh McCown will probably show up, but I think you could see it. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're right there. I mean, they're uh, a game and a half back or whatever it is right now, and depending on what happens today, you know, we'll see. But McCown's playing a lot better than, than I expected. 
Uh, I think uh, Morton is his first year calling plays. is doing a good job with that offense. And uh, on the flip side, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the only thing that will give the Buccaneers a chance other than being at home, but why maybe they will come out victorious is because Fitz is going up against his former team. Maybe he comes out inspired. Or the flip side, maybe the Jets know his weaknesses and they can spoil him even more because we know how capable he is of turnovers. The last thing with the quarterbacks, though, is McCown's having a good year, but he's no quarterback for the long run. The Jets still need to figure out this quarterback situation moving forward, and I don't think their quarterback of the future is on the roster. And now they're stuck in, in no man's land in like 15th in, in the draft, and that's not going to help your cause either. Um, forecast isn't good for this game either, which is the other reason why I think Tampa's got a bigger shot than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, meanwhile, your Vikings face Washington in a crucial battle for both the NFC East uh, and, and the wildcard picture and the NFC North division. Uh, it's basically you and Detroit. We've talked about this before. I don't believe Chicago's the real deal at 3-5. and five. Uh, When do you guys next face the Lions? Thanksgiving Day, and that's probably going to be the game that decides the division. Yes. So on Thanksgiving Day, you will be nervous and not eat anything. Absolutely. Just like last year. Exactly. Um, so let's, let's, let's dive into this here for a second. Um, a lot of moving parts when it comes to the Vikings. Case Keenum may play the rest of the year. He may not. Teddy Bridgewater is the backup. He may not get in a game the rest of the year. And Sam Bradford's season may not be done. Do I have that all right? Yeah, you do. Um, I think it's just kind of a wait-and-see approach. You know, I think, for one, just the way the fans are reacting, and it almost makes me sad to be a Vikings fan. You know, they put Bradford on the uh, IR this past week, actually on his 30th birthday. And um, it was disappointing to see because Sam, far and away, is the best quarterback on that roster and the best quarterback that the Vikings have had since Brett Favre's magical season in 2009, and it's not even close. But uh, everyone is just infatuated with Teddy Bridgewater. And so, you know, when they placed Bradford on the IR, it was almost like a celebration in, in, in Vikings uh, nation, um, at least online. And uh, that's pretty disgraceful because Bradford's a quarterback that gives him the best chance to win the Super Bowl. But everyone's pushing for Bridgewater. Mike Zimmer has always talked about how much he loves Bridgewater. And I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bridgewater as soon as next week uh, against the Rams. The only problem is that you can't pull Keenum until he struggles. Maybe that's today. That'll make the decision a lot easier if he has a bad game. But he's won four in a row. You just have to keep riding with them. However, a healthy Bridgewater to me gives you a better chance to win a Super Bowl than the way Keith Keenum's playing right now. So, uh, you know, it's almost kind of like pick your poison for the Vikings because once you go to Teddy, I don't think you can go back. And you, and you really don't know what you have in Bridgewater right now, how healthy he is. Um, I'm, I'm very confused. Um, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize, Luke. Everything I've ever learned about football is that you want continuity, right? And if Bridgewater is good enough to play, and, and in the post-emergency quarterback era, this is what him being the backup is, um, wouldn't you... My thing is that if, if, if you deem Bridgewater your future, put him in as your future. If Case Keenum, if you want to stay the course with him, keep going with him. I think having him in the backup is, is, a, is a problem because you have a looming distraction. Um, and I would just steer clear of that, much the same way that if the Giants want to investigate the post-Eli Manning era, 
get him the, the two snaps to fulfill the streak and then pull him. Don't put Eli out there with a bunch of, of, of nobodies. So where do you fall on this future, present? Because you guys have a chance to get a home game in the playoff right now if you can just designate the right quarterback and not have off-field distractions. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Even I'm struggling with it um, because, like I said, you know, Keno's playing very well and they're winning. But come playoff time, uh, I don't know how confident I'd feel with Case Keenum being the quarterback out there, uh, if, say, in an NFC championship game, as opposed to a healthy Bridgewater. But like I said, you have no idea. You know, he looks good in practice, but so did Sam Bradford leading up to that Chicago game. You have no idea until you put him into a game assessment, uh, a game situation. And for Teddy, he hasn't played in it. A legitimate game in almost two years, so so who knows what what he'll bring to the table. Um, but it sounds backwards, but it's almost like you know if Keenum keeps playing well, then it it could become the distraction because uh, people just everyone is so in love with Bridgewater they want to see him on the field. If Keenum starts to struggle, then the decision is made for you where you may have to make a change. You can go to Teddy. So that almost sounds backwards. Or why would you make a switch when the quarterback's playing well? But I think as long as Case is playing uh, well enough to keep his job, this debate will continue all year for the Vikings. Totally agree. Uh, speaking of debates, obviously a lot of the trades have, have um, altered where Kirk Cousins may go in the offseason, but we'll deal with that in the offseason. What is no debate in the, in the Saints-Bills game is that I believe this comes down to, to the Saints' defense. I can tell you, having watched the Bills, this team is a competent offense with a running game and a passing game that's very sneaky. And now Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin makes his debut. Luke, watch out in this game. A lot of people are going to look at the Saints and say this is the resurgent time for them. I have a feeling this could be a problematic game, and they end up in a 45-40 shootout that we see more in domes than in cold Buffalo. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are much better at home. They're undefeated this year. They've, they always seem to have a good home field advantage there. And I, I like Buffalo. My only concern is with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's a good enough quarterback for them, uh, especially in a game like this where if Drew Brees gets going, you know, I don't know if Taylor can be the type of quarterback that, that leads them back. It's a team that, uh, I mean, LaShawn McCoy isn't having, he's actually having statistically with the worst year of his career, but it's a team that likes to run the football a lot, both with the quarterback and, and the running back positions. And, do a lot of different things um, to fool a defense as opposed to just come out and throw it around, you know, 50 times. So uh, that would be my concern with Buffalo today. But uh, I'm interested to see this offense go up against the Saints defense because the defense has looked very good during their now six-game winning streak. But then you look at the opponents last week, Fitzpatrick, uh, the week prior, Trubisky, Brett Humley before that. You know, I, I don't know if they've been tested. They played Jake Cutler early in the year, and that was a whole mess. So um, it's just hard for me to believe the Saints have a good defense because we have, I don't think we've ever seen that, at least in my time as a football Not player. in the Drew Brees era. I yeah, can't think of it. Been. So, you know, I'm still not sold on the defense, and I'll be curious to see how they play today against uh, that unique Bills offense. Yeah, absolutely. It will be interesting to see how this uh, breaks down. Um and, and and one more thing about that game, you got to wonder what this resurgent season means for the longevity, long term of um, of Sean Payton and Drew Brees both staying in New Orleans. 
Cowboys-Falcons, a game that on paper would be really interesting and now is intriguing in a different way with, with, with Zeke suspended. You, you and I talked about this, Luke. I don't know why Zeke didn't take the suspension earlier. Now he has to sit out um, six games in the heart of the, uh, of the season. Um, it's, it's six games, right? I think I'm at the wrong number. Um, mm-hmm. y- Oh yeah, sorry. Six games. I'm I I had four in my head because the court dates after four. So technically, if he gets the injunction, it could be lowered to four. Anyway, um, for for me, Luke, I think this is a big opportunity for the Falcons if they can get up big at home fast to to try to get the upper hand and try to flip the script on this season, because for them. They've, they've 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 kind of been middling in in uh, in uh, mediocrity for 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 much of the year. The Cowboys hit their stride, and the Riders they hit their stride. Zeke went out. This is a real opportunity, I believe, for Atlanta and Matt Ryan to get up early, take advantage of it, and see what they can do. Yeah, I'm with you, and same with the Zeke thing. I, for me, it wasn't a matter of uh, if; it was a matter of when, because. The NFL has won this in the past with Tom Brady. They won it with Adrian Peterson. They won it now with Ezekiel Elliott. You knew it was going to happen. Get it done with early in the year. And on top of it, it's cost the player union more than $5 million to just fight this. So if I'm the other players, I'm upset because you're just pushing off the inevitable. Just take the suspension save us all our money. But with that said, for the game today, uh, yeah, I think the Falcons uh, come out on top at home. Um, for the Cowboys, you know, now it's going to become about scheme as opposed to the players. Without Ezekiel, they'll have to try to uh, stay one up on the defense. It helps if you have a running quarterback, but that's just a huge loss to the offense. The defense isn't good enough. Matt Ryan should have a good game, especially with all the doubters for that Atlanta offense. And on top of it all, Jerry Jones calling out Arthur Blank and that whole drama. I think the Falcons at home play inspired for their owner. Uh, this 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 Jerry Jones thing is interesting, and you and I almost never talk owners on a show. Um, but let's look at this for a second. Do you believe this is to the toxic state now where Jerry Jones versus the owners and versus Roger Goodell could have a negative effect on the actual Cowboys themselves? Similar to how Pittsburgh had this issue with the anthem earlier this year that caused on-field distractions because of an off-field issue. I think potentially. I think Jerry Jones always has the ability to be a distraction for his team. I think he almost does more bad than good for the Cowboys. I mean, he goes on the radio twice a week for whatever. Who, what owner does that? I know he also makes the football decisions. But, you know, he just loves the spotlight. He loves the attention. He almost loves drama as well. And he always creates problem, more problems for himself over the years than, than, than really the good that he creates for that, that organization. Now you have whole, this whole ridiculous thing. And to me, it just comes down to sour grapes with the whole ticket issue when they hosted the Super Bowl, and then, of course, Ezekiel Elliott this year. Uh, you know, I mean, Arthur Blank said it well uh, when he said, you know, this is not how we do things in the NFL, and, and he's right. It's a bunch of, bunch of rich guys talking about money. I mean, you know, it should almost be, um, for lack of a better term, and have more class than, than all the stuff that Jerry Jones does. I mean, almost like grow up, Jerry. It's, for me, it's just annoying to see him make these headlines each week. That's what he does, though, and it's been very successful. We're going to go over our, our normal lot of time today because we just got caught up in so much good stuff. Finally, Pads Broncos on paper. This should be a, a win for the Patriots. They, 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 they start a two-game road trip. That involves Denver and then Mexico City against Oakland next week. For my money, 
watch the Martel Bennis, the the the, the, the Martellus Bennett situation. He may not play tonight. I think that's a really good acquisition. Denver is kind of in shambles. They claim they they change Brock Osweiler's um, playbook to better serve him. That's a dangerous statement, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they did remove half of it. I have no idea. Um, but to me, Luke, on a lackluster slate, which is why this game is last and we had to basically pick this game out of necessity, I think the Patriots win this game fairly easily. Yeah, I agree. The Broncos are a mess right now. They were clamoring in the uh, locker room for a change at the quarterback position. Um, I guess specifically on the defensive side because they felt they were doing their part. The offense was holding up the end of the bargain. And then they make the change, and the defense looks absolutely pitiful last week. So the Broncos are just falling apart on both sides of the football. The only thing is tonight at home, national TV, week after getting embarrassed, maybe they'll come out you know, and, and keep it close against New England. But, but on paper, I think this is a big win for the Patriots who are starting to, to cruise a little bit. Alright, uh, let's move towards the end of our radio program, Luke. It's that time. Oh, boy. Oh, you didn't give me the negative <laughs> um, uh, emoji this week. Mixing it up. Um, very disappointing out of you. Uh, let's start with the game to watch golf during, because I, I think this is obvious. Uh, it's Giants 49ers. Yeah, there's a few to pick from. I agree with you, but just to be different, I'll also say Lions Brown. Mayakoba, OHL Classic at Mayakoba, which will be going into bonus time on Golf Channel later today. Um, game of the day is? Oh, see, I guess Cowboys Falcons. Saints Bills, sleeper game. Mm, yeah, that was a good one. I'll say uh, Chargers Jaguars. Uh, uh, hold on, I had it here and I lost it. There it is. Rams Texans. If, if the Rams can keep this going, they are going to be a three or four loss team entering the playoffs. Is can that really happen in Los Angeles and actually bring these people into the Coliseum? That's going to be fascinating. I, yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Um, your upset, uh, your um, survivor game. Uh, I'll go Chalk. Lions at home against the Browns. Uh, same. Uh, I w- will we still have two winless teams at the end of today? Yes. Yes. Although I, I think the 49ers have the better chance to beat somebody than the the uh, Browns do. I certainly agree. And your player to watch? Um, you know, I'll go... I'll say Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. They're playing well. they got a tough matchup against the Chargers. Chargers like to get after the quarterback. Bortles might have to make some plays. Who uh, is this the year Jacksonville does it? Is this, is this the time finally for Jacksonville? I think they can get into the playoffs, but yeah. then, you know, I, I don't think they'll make much noise in the postseason. they got everything except a quarterback. Bortles is playing well, but still just not good enough to, to win a game but, you know, on his own. Same. I, I am with you. On that, Mr. Morrow, thank you. My pleasure. We will see you next week for the Sunday Sprint, right, Luke? Yes, sir. Next week. Uh, Have a great uh, Sunday and Monday. Enjoy your football, everybody.